Welcome back to the End Times Countdown. I am your host, as always, Pastor Matt. Let's get right back into this with the rapture, this catching away of the saints. I don't want to waste a whole bunch of time. I don't want to mince a bunch of words. I want to get into this so we can keep on going and understand what this catching away event is. And so we've already been discussing what you guys have probably been waiting for me to get into already from the beginning, and that's that's the scriptures in First and Second Thessalonians. Um, a lot of people think that this is like the primo evidence of the rapture, the catching away of the saints. Um, but there's obviously, from the last several podcasts that we've done, um, there's obviously way more evidence, way more evidence. And that catching away of the saints, there's there's been many rapturing events with different uh, individuals throughout the history scripturally speaking and people speaking you remember Enoch you remember Elijah there's so many that all throughout history we can see where they were caught away raptured away Jesus himself was caught away he was raptured away after the resurrection and showing himself to his disciples for 40 days but let's go ahead come on let's get over here into second Thessalonians now this last podcast we dealt with first Thessalonians that can seem kind of tricky if you don't realize which event that you're talking about and that there is actually two separate, very specific events. One of those is the catching away of the saints. The other one is the second advent of Christ or the second coming of Christ, as we like to call it, which is after the great tribulation. Second Thessalonians. Now, this is the second letter Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. I like Paul. I identify with Paul a lot because sometimes it, you can tell in Paul's voice, he kind of gets a little bit short. I, I think Paul is the kind of guy where he expects people not to just come to church and listen to a message. He expects people to, to come and listen and be taught, but to treat every message, everything, as though it was the Lord himself speaking to come with an expectation and, and to hold all these things in their memories and grab hold of it. And, and so it's it's kind of funny in, in the book of Corinthians, the letter to the Corinthians and um, the letter here to these Thessalonians, um, it's funny because you can sense, you know, a little bit of frustration maybe in his tone as he's writing this. And he says this, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, Now we beg you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. Okay, so he's reiterating, okay, maybe you didn't catch me the first time. <laughs> We're talking about two separate events. Paul is saying the same thing that I'm saying and said this last podcast. Guys, there's two separate events. Don't get them mixed up. So I'm begging you right now, <laughs> by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, event one, and our gathering together unto him, two, event number two. So there is a coming event of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then there is a gathering event for us who are in Christ. Got it? Two separate events. I don't want you 
to be soon shaken in your mind. Don't be confused. Don't be afraid. Don't be full of doubt towards this. And don't let other people mess up your understanding and belief. I don't want you to be troubled neither by spirits Uh-oh. So now there's a couple different ways that your mind and your understanding can be deceived and messed up. Here they go. Either by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that that day of Christ is at hand. The day of Christ is at hand. In other words, you missed every part of it, and here he comes, and and you're not ready. So look at the different ways that the enemy can come and try to steal this word, steal the understanding of this catching away of the saints. And I'm going to be honest with you, sadly, many pastors, many ministers have already fallen to these things and they're coming out to their congregations and they're saying, well, we don't believe in this anymore because we can't find any scriptural evidence. So here's what we're looking at. You can be shaken in your mind. You can be troubled either in mind or in spirit by the by another spirit. You guys know there are other spirits out there, right? There are other spirits that are speaking through thought. They're speaking by outside influence. How many of you guys have ever had the thought, um, well, gee, I wonder if I'm even saved. How many of you have ever had a thought like, wow, I wonder if I'll go in the rapturing event? How many of you have ever had the thought, I wonder if there is? I mean, I know what I've heard. I know what I think I believe, but, and there's that but, dot, dot, dot. How many of you have actually had, now here's the second thing, by word. How many of you have actually had other people try to speak to you and convince you that what you believe isn't really true and that it's probably just a, 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 an opinion or an exaggeration or an out-of-context whatever from your pastor, your spiritual leader, or something you just kind of made up? Hmm. Don't you dare trust your own uh, wonderful, amazing perception <laughs> to to decide what's real and what's not. And you don't know as much as you think you know. In fact, I've learned this as I've got older and more mature and learned more and and understood more and gained more revelation knowledge. I'm just amazed at how much I don't know. It seems like the more I do learn, the more I find out I don't know. It's kind of a sad thought. (laughs) But at the same time, it's brilliant. Because it makes me trust and press into him even stronger than I did before because I realize, wow, if I, if I didn't get this right, what else am I, am I not getting right? And guys, every bit of what we're doing hinges on us having it right. We're not, we're not ever going to have everything perfectly right. But my goodness, why would we not strive for perfection in what we believe and what we know? Absolutely. Don't, if if you hear something on this podcast that you ain't sure about, I don't even know about this, do yourself a big favor. Don't immediately take this to a spiritual leader. Don't immediately take this to, to whatever, wherever, to try it and to prove it. Take it to the Bible. Take it to Jesus, set it before him, 
Open up his Bible and let his spirit guide you into what's being said here on this podcast. I am not afraid of you doing that. I'm a firm believer that this Bible can stand on its very own two feet and it can handle any scrutiny that anybody wants to bring to it. Hmm. It testifies of itself and says that it is living and breathing and that it is very much suited for correction, for wisdom, for revelation, for insight. So it's very able to stand up on its own two feet. Wow. Okay, somebody need to hear that because that was kind of me on my soapbox right there. (laughs) We've got to realize that there are others that may not have the understanding or the zeal to understand what you want to understand, and they may be so grounded in a religion or in a theology or in what pastor said that they're not even going to give you a, they're not even going to think or meditate on anything you ask. They're going to knee-jerk give you religion tradition and what I think that's how your mind can be shaken and troubled the third thing is is a very deceptive thing it's a deceptive letter as from us what Paul's saying is if he was here today he would say uh, you can be shaken in mind or troubled by a message you hear from a mega church pastor who comes out and steps out on the stage and says, you know what? I, as though he were God, as though he were the spirit of the Lord, (laughs) I have looked it over and I'm changing our whole theology and belief system because I can't find any proof whatsoever about this whole rapture thing. And what he's saying to you is, I expect you to believe the way I believe. Wow, it's a mighty big leap. You can be deceived, shaken in mind, and troubled because of what you hear in a message. So what's my great encouragement of this podcast and and, and with this line of thinking and with this scripture? What do we do with what Paul said? My exhortation to you is this. You go to Jesus. You go to the Spirit You go in prayer with your Bible open and with a neutral mindset and you ask him. And I'm telling you, I I can't even tell you how many people I have given this advice to and they've come back settled. They've come back so firm in their mind and believing and they said, I got it. I got it. I, he spoke it to me. I got, he showed me in his own Bible. I got it. I got it. Nobody will ever be able to rob me of that again. I got it. That's the confidence that we've got to have in Christ and in this catching away of the saints and in these end times because it's this very thing that's going to keep us from freaking out when we see stuff happening, when we see World War III break out, when we see the Ezekiel 38 war break out, when we see America take a nosedive and everything we've ever known is compromised. Folks, we're going to need the most solid foundation and my hope and my trust cannot be in a government, cannot be in a governmental system and it cannot be in a denominational system that doesn't know God. It cannot be in in, in a culture and in America. It cannot be in an election cannot 
our hope and our foundation has to be securely fixed in him and what we've heard of him and what we know of him and what we know is coming to pass. And watch this. Y'all remember last podcast and in my position with him. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you this. Me and Jesus are tight. (laughs) We're tight. And I know we're tight. And I know that one day you and I are going to be sitting on our horses, smiling, the biggest smile we can smile at each other with the Lord. And we're going to come back to this planet and we're going to clean it out. (laughs) And we're going to rule and reign in this planet like it was supposed to have been done at the first with him. I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see you there. (laughs) It's going to be great. All right, so let's keep going with this. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. I think this is interesting. He didn't say, don't let Satan deceive you by any means. He said, don't let any person, any man deceive you by any means, in any way. For that day will not come. What day are we talking about? Let nobody deceive you by any way, any means, because that day will not come. What day are we talking about? He said, I'm begging you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together unto him. And then he says that the day of Christ is at hand. What are we talking about? We're talking about the day of Christ. We're talking about the second advent of Christ, him coming to this planet, planting both his feet on the Mount of Olives with the thousands and ten thousands of his saints. And he's coming to clean this planet and to destroy evil once and for all. This is the day of the Lord. That's the day of Christ. He's saying that day will not come except there comes a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Who is all of this? What is all of this? Let's break every bit of this down. That day, the day of Christ, the second advent of Christ, him coming to this planet in person to destroy and clean it up, will not come by any means except or prior to a falling away occurring first. Ladies and gentlemen, we have seen and experienced over the last few years, really since COVID. And I, I haven't done this podcast yet. And I have, um, I have a dear precious sister of ours that, that is a part of our huge part of our ministry. (laughs) Um, she keeps giving me a hard time because I keep saying I need to do a podcast about the purpose of COVID. I haven't done it yet, and and every time I say that, she just rolls her eyes and says, oh, sure, right. (laughs) Well, that's coming. I'm going to do it. I promise I'm going to do it. But since COVID, there was a purpose behind COVID-19. Since COVID, we have seen a falling away in the church greater than we have ever seen before. That one It's crazy, but that one particular event shook the church harder than anything else I've ever seen in 40 plus years of being a believer. I've never seen anything like it, and it was the flu. 
it shook the church down to its core and many closed down and walked away and they didn't come back. And many are struggling and just holding on by a thread to what they formerly were so grounded in. There's got to be a falling away first. Hmm. There's so many reasons why there's got to be a falling away first. I'll be honest with you, a lot of those that fell away were those that weren't really in to begin with. And so there is a great falling away, and we've been experiencing this for several years now since COVID. And then that man of sin is going to be revealed. I'm going to be honest with you. We're waiting, I think, right now. I think these things are different events, different manifestations. There's going to be a very real revealing of the Antichrist in flesh, that antichrist spirit is going to it's it's going to inhabit a person and that person will literally take on every bit of an antichrist spirit to look at that person they will have become it's it's antichrist um the same way that the spirit of christ the spirit of jesus himself became flesh this spirit will take over another person's flesh and will become a manifested, you can look, feel, touch, Antichrist individual. He has no way to create a body like Christ did. There's no, there's no life-giving power in him. So he can't do the miraculous, amazing things, the virgin birth and the things that Christ did. No way, not, not, not ever. But he is such a scam artist and such a copier that he is going to copy the form and the type and shadow of what Christ was, and he's going to come out in the flesh as an antichrist individual. I believe there are two separate um, revealings of this. I believe one of these is literally we're going to see the antichrist spirit manifest, be revealed in our society, in our world. We're seeing it right now. We're seeing, my goodness, transgenderism and drag queens, and we're seeing um, LGBTQ, MNOP. We're seeing this. We're seeing a culture, a satanic culture coming up from the ground, from nowhere, and affecting society on a level that the church only wishes right now it could affect society. Society is primed for an antichrist spirit. They're craving an antichrist spirit. They're, they're living in it. They're breathing it. They want, they desire this spirit. The same way that Sodom and Gomorrah hungered for this perverse, nasty antichrist spirit. So I believe what they're talking about here, what Paul is saying here, is the man of sin is going to be revealed. <laughs> I think in part, that means his spirit is going to be revealed, and he's going to be seen in many different, very relevant, very influential, popular uh, personalities and influences in government, in entertainment, and, and, and these different aspects of influence, and he's going to be revealed. You know what's amazing? The only ones that are going to be able to see it and comprehend it and understand it <laughs> is this group of people, this remnant church 
that's going to be able to look and see and go, whoa, there he is, that are firmly grounded and positioned, and they know who they are. They knew who, they know who they are in Christ, and they know who they are because they haven't taken the, the advice and opinions of man and theology and religion. They went to God. My, my, my. Look what he does, this son of perdition, this antichrist who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he, as God, sits in the temple of God. Isn't it interesting that there is an Abrahamic house of faith being set up and built as we speak where a, a Catholic church, a synagogue, and a mosque all coexist together I'm just going to tell you, I don't think the Antichrist is going to sit in any one of those in particular. He's going to set up his own little throne right in the midst of all three of them and say, I am God. Look what he said, that he's going to set him, he's going to oppose and exalt himself above everything else that is called God or that is worshipped. Islam worships Allah. Jews worship Yehovah. And a lot of them actually worship Elijah probably as much as they do Yehovah. The Christian Roman Catholics worship Peter, and they worship Mary, and they worship uh, all these other little saints. And he's going to show up, and he's going to say that he is God above all of those things. He's going to sit in the temple of God, which is the synagogue, and he is going to show himself that he is God. Folks, in no other time in history is it possible for every last word of this scripture to come to pass than it is today. No other time in history has there ever been an Abrahamic house of faith. Never before has there been a pope or, 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 or any other uh, worldwide influence, spiritual influence, who's doing everything he can do to combine the three most influential religions on the planet into one so that one entity can rule over those and be their God. I, I just, I, sometimes I'm flabbergasted that this is actually happening and unfolding in front of our eyes. And I am floored that there are so many people still so extremely, enormously, I, there's not enough adjectives, ignorant to see what's actually happening around them. And most of them are saying, it, this is a wonderful thing. Look, world peace. <laughs> when it's actually going to open the door for the enemy of your soul who hates you and wishes to dominate and destroy you, wow, to take power. It's unbelievable, really, sometimes when I think about what's happening in our world right now, no other time. Um, there are so many people having dreams and visions of, of the catching away of the saints and the second coming of Christ. So many people having uh, dreams and visions, open visions of Christ walking into jail cells, prisons, into their rooms. Uh, it's phenomenal 
The mercy of God is being poured out today like never before because of anybody. He knows how close we are. No other time is the earth set up for these things to happen, for for uh, California to fall off into the ocean because of the seismic activity, because of the tsunamis, because of the working action of currents and undertows in the ocean. Can we say it this way? Because of the sin that is rampant in California. Oh, I should probably go back and reiterate some of those things. It's hard to fathom just how Sodom and Gomorrah-like America has become. No other nation on the planet is like America. It's almost like we're, we're excelling, trying to prove to the world that we can go to hell first. Wow, my goodness, and my time for this podcast is almost up again. <laughs> I get so into these, and I hope you guys are, are gleaning from this. I hope you're getting from these podcasts um, because we're right here and we've got to be positioned in a place where we can see, where we can hear and where we can be so grounded. And this is where we're going to go with this next podcast. We're going to get into what Paul says is preventing the actual literal manifestation of this antichrist spirit from coming to, from, from showing up, from standing in front of CNN cameras and talking to me and you. There is a force that is preventing him from being able to work. I love that. Because that means, ladies and gentlemen, that Satan and the deceiver cannot do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> that there is a force in the planet that is still stronger than he is yet and will prevent him, will keep him from being able to go ahead and destroy and kill and steal like he wants to do. My goodness, are y'all ready for that? Join me this next podcast, this next episode, and we'll get into that, and we're going to look at that. And until that time, be awake, be aware. My goodness, be ready, and we'll see you guys next time.